ladies and gentlemen. The sound of that music means it is time for the Hot Ham Sports Podcast. And we're back for another week, Dom. How you feeling? I didn't expect you to jump in there. I wasn't like feeling? done yet. I feel. I, I mean, I'm. I don't. I'm. You're I'm not particularly. Now. Yeah, I'm totally flustered. Well, you you really fucked me up. Toes, I don't even know what to say now. I was going to say it's episode two. Welcome, blah, blah, blah. Well, and then know. you jumped in. You're like, here we are again. Well, I got, I got, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm so built up. You do have a lot of, you do have a lot going on right now in terms of like your life. And well, everything, I like but, the sports life. Yeah, well, sports we'll get life. to that. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, let's start off by saying this episode is brought to you by the coronavirus. If you feel wheezy, a little feverish, uh, and you're coughing, chances are you've got what the show is brought to you by. The coronavirus. So go out, go out and buy those dust masks. Get I the dust people, masks. I see people wearing them all over. Get the dust masks. Wash your hands. Don't kiss any babies. And check on your elders, because this is one of the most contagious viruses the uh, that the world's ever seen. It's dangerous. It's bad. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Why do people wear those masks around? Like that's going to save them? No. It, well, I mean, it's going to help. It should oh, help. Dom, come on. It should help, but like, I don't want to get anyone. Well, concerned. you know what? Let's 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 get into the sports. The coronavirus is it's it's dangerous, and it, it, it'll affect everyone, professional athlete and and common man alike. Okay, so uh, mm. we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right. We haven't been here in two weeks, so a bunch has happened. So much has happened. That's how sports is. The sports world they don't is stop for us. They don't stop. It's like time. Time waits for no man, and neither do the seasons of the world and the world of sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> so poetic. Uh, so let's let's jump into. Uh, it was so crazy. The biggest news. Biggest news is definitely the death of Kobe Bryant. The untimely death of Kobe Bryant. It was crazy because we did our podcast for the Super Bowl preview, and then I was doing my other podcast, and during my other podcast, that's when Kobe, the news for Kobe Bryant died. I was I was at the football field when it happened. I had just finished uh, uh, playing a game. Yeah. And my brother was there, and he te- and right after the game, he's looking at his phone. We're all hanging out, and he goes, "Yo, Kobe died." Oh my god! My initial reaction was, "Get the fuck out of here!" It's one of those hoax websites, definitely, or something. yeah, like a Morgan Freeman's dead. You're type. right. And then after after about an hour, more and more people started talking about it. And then these facts kept coming out that first you heard all four of his children were on the oh helicopter yeah, Rick with Fox them. was dead, Rick Fox and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, listen, and and for the other people that were on there too, it's it's a tragedy and it's horrible to hear anything like that ever. Like a whole family died, right? Like a a mother, a father, yeah. and a daughter. And yep. I think that was it. Oh no, they, I think they had a son, and now he's like all alone in the world. And and the the thing that was uh, was shocking was that, yeah. and I and I learned this obviously you hear more about helicopters during the after a tragedy like that. Yeah, these weather systems are like forty thousand dollars, and helicopter companies don't want to put them in because they don't want to spend the money. Oh, yeah. Put the helicopters with them. Well, I mean, that's like, okay, it's just like a car. Like, if you have to pay extra for the, the warning mirror and stuff like that, that saves lives. Yeah, but listen, you're... you're it's 40 grand. Bro, you're Kobe. <laughs> okay, then Kobe should have paid. He should have. <laughs> okay, so who are you mad at? You, you mad know, at the helicopter people? You, know you mad they at Kobe? Missed that hel- they missed that mountain. They hit the mountain by like 20 feet. That's how much they needed to clear. Like I don't know that. I, I don't know that. Well, that's what all, they said. Well, I don't know who they are, but all I know yeah. is the, the facts dictate, and a lot of people were very upset at the fact that it, it's such a horrific way to go. Um, I like you know you had mentioned like uh, you felt bad. Like imagine the panic in their in their you know in their mind. Well, it's it's the, but, thing, uh, but, the thing that. Well, wait. I was gonna say that <clears throat> uh, everyone. I mean, you know, take this with a grain of salt, and uh, it sounds very morbid, but um, the way how quickly that helicopter descended meaning that meant like they never pulled up they never th- they right. never knew they were hitting a mountain uh, i hope not no them. they don't because the, the pilot was in the fog and had no idea that that he was losing that much elevation that quickly because what what means by that is like if the if the mountain's on a slope like this and you're coming straight as you're getting closer to the mountain you're losing elevation but you don't feel it Right, because like the the ground is coming up towards you, and they hit it at like two hundred and twenty miles an hour. I, I hope I hope so. That means none that of them that means anything. That means that no one like we're talking right now. You see how we're just speaking to each other, and in the next second we're gone. That would be what it would be like because well, it was so violent of a crash. There's no way anyone was able to react. You had no time to react, and there was probably it was probably a painless death as well because I it's so, so fast. It, I think it had to be because it, of would... because of the circumstances of. The crash because itself. I can't I can't imagine the uh, the panic and I'm not a father yet but you are and mm. to imagine the panic of 
Oh yeah. Of if if they did know the situation, for him to look at his his daughter mm-hmm. and know that in that instant there's yeah. nothing he could have done to save her. You know, everybody thinks of like I just um, hope, like you yeah. said, it was it was quick. It had to be because first thing that goes in everybody's mind of a helicopter crash is it's spinning and going down, right? Right, and it's tragic, right? The way that this this is a very experienced pilot. Whether I mean. Tragically, they all Apparently, died. Apparently, he was Kobe's pilot for a long time. Yeah, he was, I think he was a pilot for over 20 years. Right. Right? The guy's an experienced pilot. There's no way that he would just hit a mountain going 200-plus miles an hour if it wasn't. I mean, obviously, it was pilot error that, that met the demise of that chopper. But that being said, the data that they were able to pull, he th- they hit that mountain so fast there was no re- if the pilot didn't have time to react, just no one second. knew exactly. It was a split second thing. Tragic as it is, I mean the 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 world's been mourning for weeks now. It was a two weeks, yeah, pretty much two weeks. It feels like a month ago. That's how long this yeah. mourning process has been. And you know what? You know what's really messed up is how when a tragedy like this happens, how people look to uh, to cash in oh, on, yeah. on shit because uh, the Lakers were giving out shirts. Yeah, I, I think the first home game. And I, you look on eBay and all these websites, and people are selling T-shirts with Kobe's numbers on them now yeah, for well, like seven hundred dollars. That's like, like when, come on, that's like Elvis, man. He fucking had a heart attack sitting on a toilet bowl, and there's there's Elvis memorabilia out there. It's a we live in a, a strange world, but you know what? Think about it like this: there's some people in New York or someone overseas in Sweden or some bullshit that would pay money for that shirt, being like have a piece of that history yeah. to be close to Kobe. And then someone saying like, listen, I got the shirt. It means something to me. I'll give it to you for 50 bucks. Can't fault them for that. No, I just I just It's not like someone like... now someone went up to the crash site and took a little bit of the charred earth and oh, put it in a Jesus jar Christ. and said this is for $200. This is the charred earth that Kobe died on. Then I would be a little That's upset. a little morbid. That's a little morbid. <laughs> all right? And I think that was the lane you were going down, but nonetheless. No, no. <laughs> you were going well, down a morbid they were lane. Sell then. Kobe's remains. It's just No, I mean, well, I mean, you don't know it's, if you know, it, but but you know, talking about that <laughs> Was uh, there a funeral? You know, I, I guess it kind of sounds like I think they were going to do a service like L.A. wide. Because like because usually I mean, now, don't get me wrong. This I'm not comparing him to a head of state, so to speak. But usually like when someone that not- notable passes away, the the funeral gets coverage like it's on the news. People I'm see sure it and stuff. Like, I mean, it's two weeks. Like, where's Kobe? Well, I don't think right? they have like, to really worry about the body. I'm just so saying. So they could know. pretty much do the service for these people, I guess, whenever they wanted. You would hope that uh, the closure. I mean, the, the worst part about this is not so much the the fans and everything like that, but the families. Like, I mean, you lose so quickly and so so abruptly. Yeah, someone. And, and you know what else sucks about the world we live in? Yeah. His wife had a. She had to find out through TMZ. And I'm all. not upset about that. I just think. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody wants to break the story, and everybody wants to be the first. And then, could you imagine being a, a family member of Rick Fox? Like we said, all these sure. people kept sure. popping up. Yeah, and it's like you don't. Could you imagine if one of your if you found out online, it would one suck. of your family members, God forbid, passed away? It would definitely and, suck, and it wasn't true. Well, I mean, yeah, it would be terrible and everything like that. But when you're a celebrity and you're you're making millions of dollars by being in the public light, you forfeit the right of that privacy. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. That's well, a part of the whole deal. You know? I just, uh, I, I know we laughed a little bit during that. I don't want people to th- out there think we're joking about it. It is a tragedy. And, well, I mean, uh, what I talked about was bizarre and funny. Which one? The charter thing. Well. Okay, like that. But, that's but listen, in, 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 in times like that, I don't think laughter is the worst thing. And, and it's not like we're directing it's it right like at the people who yeah, passed away. It's, not like a, it's a little gallows humor, but not anything too heavy. I think it's fine. I think it's, I don't think we should apologize. Laughter. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> well, you're because, because another, another thing. We're not Ari Shafur saying well, a rapist has met his demise. Well, uh, Today's a great day in America. Maybe we should move on. Because no, because that guy said that. I mean, yeah, you, you I don't know, want to. I don't want to be that guy. Do you know who? Did you see that? I don't that? want to be that but guy. But did you see yeah, it? Yeah, I don't. All right, so like we're not saying that. We're saying don't sell Kobe's remains. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> like, we're not. We're not being. We're not doing anything bad. Uh, well, I, I guess it's good that I laugh before mm. we talk about. You know, it's funny. I'm defending TMZ. I'm drinking like out of the like. A, a you ever see? You ever see like the show? And like oh. that guy's got. He's got like a thermos the whole time. We're gonna put that thermos on on the website so people could see it. It's it's huge. It's it's, it's called the Beast. 
It's almost like uh, it looks like one of those mm. water jugs that people put on top of the water. It's full machines. of coffee, chock full of nuts. The heavenly coffee, a millionaire's money cannot buy. All right, so now, Vin, this is a very, this is, he knows what's coming here. Yeah, because, and why um, not? Because we haven't been here for two weeks. It's interesting because we had here, the show that we did, I had some show notes here. Um, We did a a prediction. So you had the 49ers winning 34 to 27. I had the Chiefs winning 44 to 21. We were both off, right? Yeah. Yeah. but lo and behold, well, you you were closer to the 49ers score, and I was closer to the Chiefs score. So if you put our predictions together, we were pretty damn close. Yeah, because yeah, we would have had 34-21. That makes sense. Well, we did the positional breakdown, and um, we tried. To, we we almost agreed, but um, I said that the quarterback and the wide receivers of the Chiefs would would overtake this game, and they surely did. Well, I'm gonna, I'm looking down at and the coach. List. I'm looking down at the list on that, and I think the biggest difference was the coaching and i was wrong about that i it, it I, really I, pisses it's, me off, it's man. funny because well let's try to unpackage this because i i had brought that up excuse me i don't i don't <coughs> i brought the Mahomes coaching part really up. outplayed garoppolo by that much oh he totally did i don't think so did you see what he did in the fourth quarter that's when it mattered yeah okay that's but, when it mattered man. but he's still even in the fourth quarter it's not like he was Get hitting every single throw well, i'm sure i mean listen and, and you know what i think this comes down to coaching because right after the game Right. Obviously, if you haven't heard, the 49ers lost in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. Yeah, they did. Got to do full coverage here. I'm so fucking <clears throat> mad about you, it. Wait, wait, hold on. If you if you watched, I'm sure you probably threw the television out the window. But if I you watched, speak. if you watched, there was a point in time in the game where Andy Reid went to Pat Mahomes and said, "All right, we got to put it on him now." Like, like that is a part of that coaching thing. Okay, you him trusting in his player. To go out there and ball out and try to win the game, and they won the game. And like, well, I was the thing that really disappointed me is watching the 49ers all season. Yeah, it was like Kyle Shanahan just took his foot off the gas in the Super Bowl. This was an offense. I don't think he did. I think he got out coached. Well, no, but I right? what I mean what I mean by this is he completely changed his style. This was an offense that, that Kittle down the field, mm-hmm. Debo Samuel down the field, and then all of a sudden, all the pass plays were dink and dunk. Well, you have he to figure called, that they were taking. It. You have to figure that again. This happens because in the NFL, like you're not able to see the whole football field. He called the game. You're like not a able bitch. to see what the coverages are and stuff like that. So you, he might have been only been been able to take what was given to him in terms of. He called the game like a bitch. I mean, I'm sure he could have probably taken more chances, but then again, and like you know, like you said, this might fall on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because guess what? Maybe he wasn't confident in his quarterback. No, I really have. Because guess what? If you put Pat Mahomes on the Niners, who wins that game? Probably. I don't care. Probably the Niners, right? I don't right? care who the quarterback was in that situation. When you're up by 10 points with over with just under seven minutes, you got to win that game. And the the third and fourth, the second and third down pass plays don't even bother me. It's just like I said, off the top of my head. Yeah. I can think of two plays that they went down the field. The Kittle pass interference and the Sanders play where he overthrew him. And both of those plays were open. I don't understand what happened with him in this game. I think that that boils down to what I had said before, is that he was outcoached. That experience came through. <clears throat> Andy Reid was losing the game and put himself, put his players in a position to win. And they just... I, I, on both and and again, like goal. I said, I think it boils down to your quarterback. I mean, there are there's... Plenty of NFL quarterbacks, well, maybe not plenty, but especially in, like, the last class that we had, I mean, the last great class that we had, you've put any of those guys in Jimmy Garoppolo's shoes, and I think they would have won. I just think that they got way too conservative on the biggest stage on both sides of the ball. And I love Rob Sala, and he just, he sat back, and he let Mahomes face four-man rushes all game. It was like every time they brought the extra blitzer, the Chiefs had a tough time picking it up. And the biggest play on defense that I go back to mm-hmm. is that third and 15. I was watching the game with my father, and I said to him, on that third and 15 before the snap, yeah. I said, if I'm the 49ers, I'm bringing everybody right now. And I'm trying to step on their throat and end this game and get to Mahomes. And if they beat you on that, then good for them. You make them earn it. But to sit back and face a four-man rush when you have the talent that Kansas City has – it, it, it's horrible. I do think do that they. That. I do think they definitely missed opportunities there to bring a blitz. They should have had some sort of 
you know, play or some sort of contingency plan that when Darwin Thompson was in the game, that's when you bring your blitz. Because if anyone knows anything about, especially fantasy football, everyone was big on Darwin Thompson, but Andy Reid never played him because he cannot pass yeah, block. you don't block. Okay? So that, that's when you should have brought a corner blitz or something like that to confuse that player and to just get in their faces and try to win. But I'll tell you, they got the 49ers didn't give the game away, though. They got beat. No, okay. I think I think they had a. They hand. got beat. Listen, Kansas City is, has a. a I know. Great I don't think roster. they handed the game. I think they beat. Them. I think they had a. Ch- I think they had a hand in giving the game away. That's not the. That's <clears> not no, to take them. anything away from Kansas City. They played a flawless fourth quarter, but I think the 49ers definitely had a hand in giving that game away. And I, and I say that because, for you to make a comeback, down ten points with that much time left, the 49ers have to fuck up, and on on first down when you run for five yards at the end of that game. And then you, they couldn't stop Debo. No. Why? Why did they go away from him? And then, like you said, Andy Reid coached a great game, and the 49ers got out coached. But if if they are to get it's back a, next year, they're able. They were able to make. I think, like I said, when it came down to the coaching, they made the adjustments necessary in real time. When you, everyone always just looks at the players and looks at the plays. No one thinks about what goes into a football game. Think about when you've played football just at, in a field with a whole bunch of dudes. If no one's there saying to, what to do, it's just a bunch of people running around, okay? So when it comes down to the coaching, if you have a flawless coaching staff or a coaching staff that's got it all figured out and you bring it down the line that we need to make an adjustment and cover Debo Samuel and try to fix this problem while also paying attention to this guy and doing this and that and third, the third. If you have... An excellent coaching staff where everyone's responsive and everything gets and the message gets out there to the players and they know exactly what to do in those moments. That's how you win the football game. And then maybe, like I said, maybe Shanahan just didn't doesn't have that presence that like Andy Reid has. It was just very frustrating. And you know who there's another well, of player? There's another player on the Chiefs that had a, a big impact in this game that nobody's talking about because mm-hmm. everybody always loves talking about the the flashy players. Chris Jones. Yeah. I think he knocked down like three or four passes that Garoppolo threw. Yeah. That it, when they showed certain camera angles, there was guys running wide open. And if he doesn't make those knockdowns, who knows how that game turns out? Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, like you know, everybody, like I said, loves to talk about the Tyron Matthews because they're the flesh, they're the yeah, mouth. Yeah, of course. But Chris Jones played a huge part in this game, and it unfortunately, who so, who was the guy that jumped that pass? Oh, the, yeah, the safety. Yeah, that was uh, incredible. Yeah, that was an unbelievable play. Yeah, I, I totally, I wanted to write his name down, but yeah, I totally forgot. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, look, it is what it is. But the 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 problem, the the real problem here is, especially in today's NFL, this is just another. This is a missed opportunity because you don't know when you're going to get this, back. Exactly, the season to season turnover. You got guys. You got teams that go worst to first. You got teams that. Just completely fucking tank, and, and in that that 49ers division is tough. Yeah, Kyler Murray's going to keep growing. That's true. He's only going to get better. The Rams, you can't expect to have another. They really had a down first half of the season, which killed them. Yeah, and Seattle, it's tough, man. It's going to be very tough. Do I have time to run down real quick. Yeah, I don't want my 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 tr- uh, tragedy of a sports life. That's no, that's fine. Place. That's fine. So real quick, this is this has been my record as a sports fan. Okay. In 1999, I watched the Knicks lose the finals to the Spurs. That's terrible. In 2000, I watched the Mets lose the World Series to the Yankees. I was at that game. Oh, I went to that, one of the games. The one they won, right? <clears throat> I went to the one game they won. That must have been exciting. Uh, who was the pitcher? Hang on, I remember his name. Oh, I forgot his name. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, in 2013, uh, I watched Reed. the 49ers. R- Rick Reed. Rick Reed. He was a sinker ball pitcher. I watched the 49ers lose to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. There was a blackout. Yep. 2014, we Watched the Rangers lose to the Kings in the Stanley Cup. That was that was because of your brother-in-law. That was because of your brother-in-law. But that was because of your brother-in-law. It was, and I still tell him that to this day. I I, I don't look. You want to let it, you want to let everybody know what he did? What did he say? He's like sixty minutes until yeah, we he raised kept, like, the Stanley Cup. Down. He kept like he, like God bless him. He knew how many minutes were left from the first <laughs> the first period. But and as all the sports <clears> fans know out there, you don't touch the money. No, you, you don't touch the, the cup. You don't touch money. Shut the fuck up. So then, in two thousand fifteen, I watched the Mets. Lose the World Series yeah, that's to rough. the Royals. Jeez. And then this past year, I watched the 49ers lose the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. Which, by the way, the the state of Missouri is per- personally becoming like uh, an enemy of mine. Yeah. <laughs> because that's that's two down now. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, let me tell you, the ca- it's, it's great to be a Kansas Kansasidian. <laughs> Kansas Sidon. A Missourian? A Missourian? 
I don't knows? know, but I don't the, know the Royals works. and the Chiefs now. Yeah, basically. Is that like the only two teams they have? Uh, they have the Sporting ca- they have Sporting state, Kansas City. What a shit state. That's a soccer team. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty big soccer town. Yeah, great for them. Well, why don't you fuck right off? Great for them. Okay. Moving on. But we want to stay on the topic of football because that is something that is very important to all of us. <coughs> and I have to talk to all of you, and especially you, Vin, about the XFL. Are you ready? It kicks off today. Where yeah. are you going to be? I'm probably going to be out running Yeah, you're going to be running errands. Yeah. Right? No one's going to stay home. <laughs> no, gonna, no, I don't think anybody's... No one's staying home I don't home think anybody's like, oh, I can't wait for the XFL, boys. Let's do it. Woo! XFL. All right, so when you think XFL, what do you think? What's the first thing that comes to your head? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. That's pretty much it. That's one of the problems. Because I don't know a single player in this league. He hate me? No, he's not playing anymore. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Let me tell you why the XFL has an actual chance to continue on and not be a one-season-and-fold type situation. Go ahead, because I'm... Number one, Vince McMahon is not doing anything but putting up the money. And he's got a lot of it. And he's got a lot of it. There's $500 million being invested into this league right off the bat. And now let me tell you why that's a good thing. $500 million means... You paying attention, Vin? Yeah. $500 million means that this is enough money to get this see, get this league going for more than one season. And that's important because why do we love the NFL so much? Like, why is it something that's important? Well, to us? It, well I love it because it, as compared to the other sports, it's once a week. We look forward to it. Okay. And when it's not, I mean, it's stuffed down our throats, but it's not like we get it every day. So when your team plays, you look forward to it. And do you like college football? I don't. Why not? I, I just never got into just it. Just never got to into it. To be honest with you. But, would you. but it's fair to say that football is the most popular. Wa- it's yeah. the most popular sport yeah, in, well, in America. I would say that. There is so much money going into this league, and it gives it gives this league an opportunity. To what are you laughing at? I'm sorry. <laughs> so I pulled up, I pulled up the top ten players in the XFL. Oh, it's awful. And I look at number three, Quentin Tarantino, Dallas Renegades wide receiver Jazz Ferguson. <laughs> <clears throat> well, look, like, listen, come on. I know it's it sounds crazy. It does, doesn't it? But it, see, the thing is, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. There's got to be. Oh, I know Cardell Jones. Okay. He's quarterbacking for the D.C. Well, Defenders. Listen, l- l- let, me, let me finish here, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. I'll keep looking at this. The reason that the NFL is so popular is because there's a legacy there, okay? It's right. passed down through your, like, your family, practically, right? Well, unless you're in my family. Unless you're in your family. But nonetheless, I mean... But I know, understand what you're saying. There's yeah. a dynamic there. You know, it's a father-son type situation. The fact that this league can get to maybe three years in existence gives it more legitimacy. If you look at the MLS... It's now in its 25th year. Is right? it really? Yes. It's in its 20, I think it's in its 25th year. I'm going to have to fact check that. I'm pretty sure it's in its 25th year or 20th year. It's definitely, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, while you look that up, I'm going to continue. Go ahead. <clears throat> so the MLS has is, is, been around this long, and, and what happened is, is, you know, you had your grassroots movement, and you grew, and you expanded, and they rebranded, and they did all this stuff, and now they're making more money than ever, Right. Expansion teams at the Wazoo. When Atlanta FC came into the league, they sold out where the Falcons play, and that's like an eighty thousand person stadium. Yeah. So what that shows you is that longevity gives legitimacy, especially when you have uh, the the exposure that you get when you're on ESPN, ABC, and Fox, which the XFL has. And I think it's good because uh, one one plus for them is it's kind of a down. Slope right now. Exactly, for it's perfect timing. That's they, why they spring, springtime right. football should have always should have always existed and always done well. Um, back to the MLS real quick. Well, when you have a league that's been around for twenty five years, now you're getting into another generation. You you were actually was that pretty close? spot on. Their first season was ninety six. Okay, so you you were right. Yeah, you hit it pretty pretty close. Hard. But now you have another generation being brought in. Right, right. I will bring my daughter to a Red Bulls game. I'd be like, I remember when I was younger and I went to a Red Bulls game. It used to be the Metro Stars. Right. But nonetheless, it's still cheap to go to, just like the Guardians. It's $25 to go. I could go to a, a New York Red Bulls game for 20 bucks or $25, and you get the exact experience of any other major sporting event. We still got to go, man. You told me. You I'm telling you, it's a fun me. time. I've it's never a, been. The stadium only holds about ten or, or 15,000 people. It gets pretty packed when it's, a, it's like a rivalry game, and it's fun. I'll go. It's so cheap. It's right over the bridge. So now you got you got yourself you're setting yourself up. I mean, like, look, springtime football has always been the dream. All right. Now it could be a reality. 
Not well, only well, that, it's going to be a reality. But, I mean, but now also <clears throat> with the new with the XFL, Vince McMahon is not a part of it. He's not trying to do any wrestling stuff. If you look at the branding, if you look at the logo, the football isn't black and red. It's yeah, a regular was, football. Like it has, it seems to be more cleaned up, right? I mean, you know, if you look at how the presentation is, it's sleek, it's sharp. It's it looks like it's going to be a real brand of football. Will, will you get into it at all? Like, uh, absolutely. Will, will you be a New York Guardian? I'm totally. Fanatic? I'm all in. That's why I'm talking about it right now because <laughs> I think that it actually may have a chance to sustain. I hope it does. Because guess what, Vin? If if no matter what, <clears throat> if 20 years from now we're still talking about the XFL, then it is legitimate. And it, it's done its job. Then it is, and it's done its job. Because I, I, because look what? at because look all they have to do is stuff like MLS did right. <clears throat> Get a big name like David Beckham. David Beckham oh, yeah. came to MLS, and that brought people, even though he was all old. From all over the world. From all over the world. Wayne Rooney was just one of the biggest names in MLS, right? When these people, Henri. Wasn't he there? Thierry Henri? Thierry Henri changed the landscape of, of, New, yeah, of New York uh, soccer. I mean, like him being there. Pele was on the Cosmos. Like You have like these big names that come in, even though they're over the hill. Imagine. But, the, but it's the name. Imagine which, which Antonio Brown. <laughs> Goes to one of these. I mean, he's. I don't he's know. T- the X I know. I know. That. It's probably not the best, but it's about. It's the name. The name. Right. Right. Let's say Eli Manning goes to the New York Guardians or some crazy have to like travel that. Far. I bet you Brett Favre is like thinking about it. Like, I'm not go. I'm not tra- tra- trade in these Levi. Oh no, they're Wrangler. And now he's doing the Razor commercial. Yeah, come on. Everything. But um, you know where I think. The they XFL, need to get those players in the week. You know where I think the XFL has a real shot to succeed mm-hmm. for the uh, for the college football fans out there. Yes, that are big into it. There's a lot of uh, good talent that doesn't make the NFL every year. Yeah. Whether whether it's players who don't get drafted or it's players who get drafted and get cut. Yeah. So I think I think that could help them out because these these college players don't just go away. You're right. They don't just lose their talent, and they're known. And now here's another thing that's it's, it's pretty important, and I think that this is where I think you even saw the NCAA try to hedge this a little bit. There's no rule on high school to XFL. Right. Okay? So now let's just say for an example, you got a guy like, my name is Johnny Hammerschmidt. Johnny Hammerschmidt, crazy, really, really great in high school. No one knows who the fuck I am in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I looked up last summer. It's like, who are the people that are... How come we never talk about these guys when they're in high school? The only real person or superstar that I could find stats on or some sort of scouting report on was Derrick Henry. Yeah, oh my God, well, who was a freak. I mean, it was ridiculous in high school. It was but insane. like that was really the only player that I could find. So now, let's say I'm Johnny Hammerschmidt, right? I'm I ball out in high school for you know St. Catherine's Lutheran, which makes no sense, and um, then I go to Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay, and in my first season there. I am all over ESPN. People want to buy my jersey. Second season, I'm even better, right? Now I'm like, okay, I want to make some money playing football. You could just go right to the XFL. You could go to the XFL, and you could always go back to school. And you could always go back to school. school exactly. Leave, you go right to the XFL. You could make your money. And guess what? Let's say you make a giant splash in the XFL. Your name is so big. Now you, you audition. It's an audition. It's a dressed audition for the NFL. Right. Right. So now this is where they could pull kids out of the NCAA, give them money, sell their jerseys. Do you think? And then, you know, whether it's a feeder system for the NFL or not, that doesn't really matter. I don't think I don't think the players don't care either. No, they They don't care either. And and then you have people that are going to watch because you have these popular like look at like imagine if Trevor Lawrence was on one of these teams, you know? Yeah, because he could have went. He could have went. He could have went right now. Yeah. And if, if, God forbid, he gets hurt in the XFL, he could still go back to school. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- that, that the, point, mo- the money is going to gonna draw the those kids in. The money will be there. The money it, it, it will, will be there. there. With, with, between, it's not between NFL owners, money, but it's not uh, NFL money. But, but listen, it, it's more than what they're getting paid there to, are to, going to There are going to be players, and I'm going to say this is a hot ham hot take right now. There are going to be some players in college that do not want to wait for the NFL and are going to want to get paid to play football right well, now. Well, yeah, that's like what uh, what basketball did. Yeah. Basketball was uh, starting that league where there there's no age. They could get paid coming out of high school because the NBA took away that that uh, straight out of high school rule. Yeah. You have to go to college, which I don't I don't agree with that anyway. Yeah, I don't agree with it either. Because But it's it's because they want they're trying to grease the they're trying to fill the pockets of the NCAA. 
Yeah, and that's that, another thing too. Well, I just that, wanted, that's a whole corrupt. I know. Thing before that, before we touch upon that real quick, I wanted to just say that also the structure of the XFL is a lot different. I mean, you have real NFL former NFL coaches that are in the, the coaching systems in the XFL. Yeah, plus Marquette King. Plus Marquette King. And the executive, the CEO, I believe, the commissioner of this league was the was directly involved in NFL Europe and was an executive in the NCAA. So they have people in charge that know how to run a, a, a league. Well, that I think. Well, listen, Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride. We all we all know who he is. That's he a, got that's he got punched by name. Rex Ryan's dad. But but that's a big name. A big name. And and I think anytime you get guys like that to buy in to a league. Like well, Jim said. Fossil was in the other one. Well, I think I also had a stake in it, though. But but that but that's also a good name to bring in. True. Listen, it didn't work out the first time, but anytime you get uh, big name coaches from from this from the NFL to yep. step in and say, "I'm going to take the challenge." You, yeah, you're you, right. You bring legitimacy it's to true. the league. Imagine Tom Coughlin goes to one of these teams. Why not? He's got he's got a lot of game left. If him. you're if you're Vince McMahon and you're trying forget to forget Vince McMahon. No, no, no. Hold on. If you're trying to grow your product, and you and you get a guy like Tom Coughlin, you know he could afford to throw the money at him. Yeah, that's that's a building block. Another thing that uh, you're you're absolutely right. But another thing that re- the reason that the XFL initially failed is they announced the league, and 30 days later they started it. Yeah, plus the whole name. No, but thing like, was but stupid. but listen, but you, what I mean by that is like they announced the league, and they were like, okay, we need to get players now. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, so like you. In 30 days, try to create a professional sports league. It's impossible. With you have to fill it with you got guys off the street. Now you have players that are that were trying to get into the NFL, doing those workout stuff. People that were on practice squads, getting paid professionally. This is a professional sports organization. Uh, I mean, uh, league. You know, you know they have spreads on these games. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm, I'm telling you. The, you want to pick them for fun. I do. I do. How, we'll, we'll, how... When we do a break, okay. I want to get it all, all right. written out there because what's going <laughs> we'll to happen is we do. what we're going to see here is the main thing about this, Vin, and for it to work is all about legitimacy. Legitimacy, legitimacy, legitimacy. And now here's something I want to bring up to you right now, too, as well, that this is very important. There's different, there's going to be different um, rules. And I want your opinion on this. Number one, um, at the kickoff, okay. both teams are lined up in midfield opposite each other, like at the 45 and the 45, right? The kicker is on the 20-yard line, and he has to kick it inbounds. There's no touchbacks. He if has it go- to kick it has inbounds. Kick it in bounds. If it goes out of bounds, the ball automatically goes on the 35-yard line. Okay. Those players can't engage until he catches it. So now you eliminate the risk of high collisions, and you're going right. to have more of a return. Like, it's going to be a little bit more exciting in terms like of the that. kickoffs. Punting. There is no more coffin corners. Where if it goes out of bounds, it automatically goes on the opposite thirty-five. So they're so they're bringing the return game back to football. Yes, which a lot of Without, NFL fans want. Yes, with it being safe, every kickoff is a touchback in the NFL. Every, every one. single one, mm-hmm. and usually if the guy is taken out of the end zone, he's getting stopped at the twenty. Right. You know, it I is like, so. I like those yeah, rules. that is going to be exciting to watch. I think, in my opinion. So, also with the punting, no matter where, no matter where you are on the field, if you punt it out of bounds. It goes to the 35-yard line. So I could see if you're, like, caught at your one, you kick it out of bounds, it's just going to go on the 35. You don't have to do a well, return. The, the, you, know. you know, this is this is a different strategy, too. Yeah, it's true. It, it's going to play into the strategy. Also, there's uh, f- uh, forward passing is different. Okay. You don't have to lateral. So I could throw a forward pass to a running back, and then he can also throw the ball. That I don't like. I understand that it can seem odd, but it gives you the opportunity for more exciting offensive plays, and it completely changes the game. Oh, completely. Yeah. That, that, that rule, I'm not crazy about. i got to see how it works out in order for me to like yeah. make a determination. Well, my, my snap judgment <clears throat> is that I don't like that. It all, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a really dynamic. The kicking rule, I think, is great. That is a great rule. The forward pass. The two forward passes. Yeah, I'll hold off on that for now. We're going to see how that works out. Also, no more extra points. So... So teams have an opportunity to go for one, two, or three. Okay. One point, I think, is on the one-yard line. Okay. You run a play. Uh, two points, I think, is on the three- or five-yard line. And the three points is on the 10- or 15-yard line, I think, to get that. that. Now, this gives an opportunity for more, clo- like, closer games, bigger comebacks. Higher scoring. Higher too, scoring. Which people want to see. People want to see that. 
right? That, that could that could go either way. They've also added three additional referees. One of them is oh. one of them specifically in the booth to to do tough plays and okay. to make these determinations. One of them is specifically like on the goal line to like read different plays. Like they're they're all assigned. They're they're pretty much assigned to what the NFL's gotten wrong. Precisely. You remember when Sleeperbot came out and I said they are taking everything wrong with ESPN, Yahoo, yeah. CBS, and making a better right. fantasy platform? Brought to you by Sleeperbot, by the way. <laughs> In part. In part. Um, that's what this is. So they're, trying th- to, they're trying to correct the wrongs that are in the NFL yeah. for their own brand. I, listen, I, I, don't think, I don't ever think that more refs on the field are a bad no, thing. No, it's going to be really because good. Because we, we've seen it in the past. We, like, oh, are you kidding me? Well, we've seen egregious ones. But there's like the the Rams and Saints last season. Oh, forget it. More you can't miss that. I don't care if there's one ref on the field. But that being said, I don't think there's anything wrong with having more refs in, I think involved I, in the I game. I think I also heard. I'm not. I can't confirm this. There's also like a VAR, like a virtual assistant goal line technology. Okay. They have it in soccer, and uh, they might have it in the, in the XFL where they're using like a virtual uh, robot or something that reads. If the football has indeed crossed the line, well, or not. that that's that's another thing with the NFL. They they it they always try to get like the shot down the goal line, but it's one of two things. They have like the pylon cam, yeah, that's that's up to the guy's ankles, and you can't never see anything. No, you can't. Or they have those quote unquote goal line cams that are never set right across the goal line. Yeah, I know. So what's the goal line cam in the NFL? <laughs> well, I do think that I, I understand where you're coming from, but I do think there is a bit of charm that comes with. Like a blown call. I, I, I know it sounds no, listen, terrible, I, I, no, but I it makes for drama. It makes for fun. I think honestly, I think the NFL is going to leave that alone, just for that. the the drama. But it, it's it's funny you bring that up because uh, the, the baseball mm. wants to go to these robotic refs, which as a baseball fan I hate. Me too. I don't like that because, like you said, the human element is but taken it, out of it's it. It's history. It is. It's history. Do you know? Real quick, I'm watching. Um, a few weeks ago, I was watching a replay of the 49ers and Giants. Yeah. Oh wow. From, from like the 80s. What a game! And there was a pass that Jerry Rice catches, which he really didn't catch. The ball hit the ground. <laughs> but at that time, it's not. Let's wait 30 seconds and look at the replay. And it was just guys playing football. And yeah. that's what it was. And now, now it's everything. Even with baseball, a guy steals a base, and we got to wait to see if. If his stomach lifted an inch off the base to see if we're going to challenge it, and it's just gotten it's too, too it's out of gotten hand. way too technical and stuff like that. Um, but we are going to do the bets here. I, I do think the XFL can be a legitimate league, and there is no reason for it not to be. The American culture loves football. All we want all the time is football. Yeah. And if you could just run this shit right. And and get some good names in there and put, and put a product on the field that people are willing. I'm not saying you are going to overtake the NFL. No, you're never going to overtake the NFL. But guess what? If you're around ten years from, if you're around in five years, six, seven years, you have won That's a success. You have successfully done it. Okay, because now you're going to have investments. You're going to have people come in. They're going to have I think people market. That's marketing. the biggest thing. Once they start getting the big time investors, yeah. that's when it's legitimate, because now it's not just the owners of the teams having to shell out the money. That's right. I think the investors is a big thing, and like like you said before, we we want football. We want that's football. What American I fans want football. Want. And that's why to... they messed with the schedule. And that's you know, why we have Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday night late in the year. If you if you're able to stick around for five years, what that's going to do is you're going to have players. That will go to the XFL instead of the NFL. It's going to pull the NFL down a little bit in terms of their talent pool. It's going to happen because when you give people options, including those who are the professionals that play the game, you give them options. The, the, they're going to go. The rule you said about uh, the return game, yeah, I think that's going to have a big impact on on players in the XFL because you're going to have a bunch of these. Uh, we we look at return guys in the NFL as obsolete now. The yeah. Devin Hester's, the Dante Holes, and they're in the, the Hall guys, of Fame, right? The guys like One of them, that. Who's in the Hall of Fame? Is it Devin Hester? No, no, no. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, the guys like that are, are gone in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's much like the goon in hockey. Yeah, but the XFL has brought that position back. Exactly. So the guys who and get safely cut, and safely right, too. The guys who get cut from the NFL who are quote unquote return men. Yeah. Now have a job. A return specialist and right. all that stuff. They, yeah. they have a job now. Yeah. And I think that's a great job. By and the they're XFL. cutting out and they're cutting out all the gimmicky stuff. 
Like, no wrestling promos. Yeah. Like, he hate me <clears> and all yeah. that, yeah. Well, actually, that was an interesting twist. You know, the you like people that? people like that. I didn't personally well, like it. But everybody always one. remembers he hate me. Yeah, he hate me was the most famous one. Yeah, that, that's everybody. Always, well, there is there is up. slightly a gimmicky thing going on. So there's this there's this wide receiver. I forgot his name, but and that's another thing that's a tough thing in football. Like generally, it's hard for you to get name recognition because no one can really see your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but there's a player right now, and he has he has all these like weird character uh, like memes on his visor, right? So he wears a visor. And it's got holes in it so you could see. So obviously it's, he could see himself. But it's a different meme every time. And one of them was like the, you know, the SpongeBob, the all right, I'm a head out. Yeah. It's just the seat. Like it's just, <laughs> like across. The, I, it's really, really great. I forgot the guy's name. We got to find it. We got to find it. We got to find it. But we're going to take a little bit of a break here. And we'll, we'll be back at the end of the, uh, at the end of the hour. I don't even know what to say. We'll be right back. <laughs> It's funny because for us, we we stopped recording and chit chatted for about ten minutes. But for them, it's instant. Yeah, instant reaction. For the That's people, what we want. for the people out there in the hot ham world, it's instant. Thank you guys you for guys. listening. It's not over, but I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Everyone who participated and listened uh, to our Super Bowl preview, we thank you. Remember to always follow us at the uh, Hot Ham Sports Group if you're a member. If you know people that love sports, ask them to join. And uh, we get a podcast coming out as much as possible. Uh, try to do it every week. Super Bowl preview was special. Uh, we get up real early in the morning to do this, uh, to bring you guys some our opinions on sports and uh, let you know that you can also be on the Hot Ham Sports Network on the podcast variant. We're going to have a phone number that you could call and leave voicemails to. That we could actually read out and listen to on the air and, and answer your questions. And we could also have you call in live uh, if you're willing to get up early. Uh, so message us if you want to be on the show. Yeah, it's exciting. And, and, and also, tell all your friends. Look, look on the Facebook group group for uh we do giveaways we do podcast spots so we yeah do fantasy games yeah you know, if, we're, we're we're trying to have a lot of fun with this and, and we want you guys involved as much as possible we definitely love the interaction we definitely love the fact that everyone you know uh, talks about sports all day basically and post stuff and uh if your post gets removed don't take it personally it's just we're trying to um maintain a specific uh avenue of uh what we're doing here but um all right, Vin, uh, there's some, some more stuff we got to get to. Definitely got to get down on the MLB stuff um, here because we had a pretty big trade recently. Yeah. And you want to you want to give us your it's opinion huge. on it? It's huge in the baseball world. This is probably the biggest. I mean, it came out of nowhere. Which yeah. was, I mean, I got a tweet about it, and I was like, what the fuck, really? Well, the, the, the thing like I don't understand is you they signed this guy. They signed Mookie Betts to a franchise tag. Uh, I'm sorry. They gave him the arbitration. Yeah. And, and then to turn around and trade him, and a team that's going to benefit from this immensely, other than obviously the Dodgers who are adding a, a star. Yeah, really. Is the Yankees. A super Again, <laughs> the Yankees benefit because that's their best player. That was Boston's best player. Well, you have to figure that when they went to arbitration, they were probably trying to get a specific number and a specific deal, right? He, he's just... And if I correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the Red Sox aren't really going anywhere. Well, not anymore, right? Well, I mean, they definitely weren't really going anywhere, and uh, didn't they just lose their their manager and everything? No, that was the Astros. That was the Astros. So, so oh you, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you Alex lose your Cora. manager. Yes, you got to figure that you're going to try to cash in on that name and try to get yourself set up for the future. It's always about trying to get to the future. I mean, why waste time and 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 you know be in a position where the Mets didn't trade Matt Harvey when they should have, um, and uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, you, where are you going? As a franchise, th- well, this, this is them. I mean, this is to me. This is them saying we need to kind of hedge ourselves here. This, this guy though, it, Mookie Betts going to L.A. This guy, he's a beast, man. He's a four. T- he's going to bring a plus defense. Yeah, four Gold Gloves, a batting title. He won an MVP. He's a three-time Silver Slugger. He's a career three hundred hitter. It's just he, he's in the middle of that lineup or the top of that lineup with guys like Bellinger and Turner. And Seeger and Muncie, that's going to be yeah. But you know what, Vin? Ridiculous lineup to have to. When deal the game's with. on the line, he can't take the mound for Clayton Kershaw in the clutch situation. Yeah, well. So, <laughs> but no, that, that but that's another thing that David Price. I yeah. know. Listen, the Yankees beat the shit out of him every time they face him. But this is a guy that's now won a World Series on a team that struggled to win a World Series. Correct. 
and he's going to bring that to them. They got this kid, Dustin May, is going to have another year of experience, who, if you look him up, he's very uh, reminiscent of Carrot Top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker Bueller. His cousin. Yeah. Walker Bueller. <laughs> yeah, well, in my opinion, that's going to be the ace of the staff. This kid's unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. And the, adding a guy like David Price for a team like the Dodgers, who seem to have an unlimited amount of money, it's I don't see how that can be a bad thing. Because he's going to bring that championship pedigree now to a team, like I said, that's been on the cusp of winning. <clears throat> Pookie Betts has won a World Series. So this is going to be a that team that's very tough there. to beat. Yeah. So you think they're running away with it? I think in I would World Series they're or bust. Gonna, they're going to be my pick to come out of the National League. Indeed, it wouldn't be, surprise me if they win the World Series. But this this team is going to be a problem all year. Give it, given they stay healthy, I don't see how you pitch to that lineup unless you're Jacob Degrom. <laughs> I had to get that in there, right? So it's, I mean, this is pretty big news and stuff, especially so you know, right after the uh, Super Bowl and everything. This is this was actually great news. To try to get things going. Get the juices flowing for baseball, which baseball is right around the corner. Season. I can't you wait. Can, you can see the sun. It's the the days are getting a little bit longer. I can't wait, man. And, it, and it's it's right it's right here. But now you want to you want to mention something here about the Astros. I mean, oh, this yeah. is a pretty controversial situation. No. This this has to be. I mean, and, and listen, we've seen things go on in sports. Yeah, Spygate, steroids in baseball. Yeah, there's been scandals, and and all the way back to. The Pete Rose betting and the Black Sox and all that, but this had to be the most elaborate scandal that's ever going to happen. Let's hear it. Well, the the cameras in center field and and the apparently the buzzers on the players and the banging of the garbage cans. Well, look, let's not let's not go into banging of the garbage cans, which I don't believe, by the way. Well, well, wait a minute. Now you're now you're traveling into. Well, wait a minute. It was admitted that they that they did that. I don't care. They admitted it. I think that's see. This is my opinion. The banging of the garbage cans is a front for a much bigger scam so that I don't know if we'll ever You think find it's out. a limited hangout? That's yeah. what you're trying to say? Okay. I think they figured if they're going to get caught, they're going to get caught with something that's very basic. So you've been to, you, you mentioned before, you've been to a World Series game. Yes. Okay, so now a garbage can that's, let's say it's 150 feet away. Oh, you can't. Hold you on, can't. hold on, hold on, hold no. on. I want your opinion on this. 150 to 200 feet away. Now, you've been inside Shea Stadium when that place is rocking. Yeah. You think the batter hears a garbage can in yes. the tunnel of the dugout? Yes. I don't. You, you, I well, don't. you're wrong. I don't. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm not. You're absolutely wrong. No. You you are. There's a garbage can, Dom, in the tunnel of the whistling. Okay, I can understand. You're not going to hear a garbage can over 55,000 screaming fans in the that much time. You are. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. Because it wasn't just that. They were wearing like uh, iPhone watches or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I mean. But but I but, think the garbage but, can is also, a cover up. Listen, you're not you're another. Well, I mean, you could you could be onto something there. But again, I think I mentioned this. I think on the show, is there anything that rule in the rules that says you can't use technology and like an iPhone watch? Well, I guess it's like an unwritten or rule. A but I so it's an unwritten rule. I understand what you're saying. If you're it's not, not in the rule books, well, it's like the steroids. You're allowed to steal signs. I've been Dom. I've been playing baseball right? my whole life, and I've been looking to steal signs since the day I stepped on a baseball field. Okay, so it's it's in the game. It's part. It's been it's part, part of the, the game. game as long as the game's been around. Okay. Now I don't know about the banging on the garbage can thing. I don't know if that's okay. Right? Are you allowed to do that? I don't see why not. Okay. So then, what's the scandal here? I guess because they use technology and and f- I guess they would call it foreign. Because uh, they use the camera. Yeah. All right. They use the camera now. You cannot sit here and make the determination that they can't hear the garbage can. You don't know that. I'm not saying definitely. It's just my opinion. You're saying that it's a possibility. It's a possibility that I think if they used... So the whole thing came out with the players wearing the buzzers. Well, that's that it, not proven, well, right? Right. Because there's still an investigation going right. on with Boston. Yeah. Okay. But if it comes out that they did use the buzzers... I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if they used the garbage can as a more obvious cover cover for the buzzer than the buzzers. So because you're saying what's going to happen? You're going to garbage can cover for the buzzer. Is going to you're going to hear the banging of the drum, the banging of the drum, Bang <laughs> the, the banging drum of the garbage can. Yeah, you're going to hear the whistling. Mm-hmm. So what's going to what's going to happen in that situation is oh look we caught them. Yeah. So the investigation would essentially end. Because they're caught cheating. Well, well, what they're Why doing. Why look deeper into it? Well, hold on. So the Astros 
part of it, they admitted to wrongdoing. Right. And that investigation was closed. Now they're doing the Boston. Right. Right. Do you think that the Astros should forfeit their title? No. Okay. Absolutely not. And then, and for the people that are suggesting that, okay. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, they cheated. Plenty of teams have cheated throughout I mean, sports. Come on. To forfeit a title is just insane. Okay. So But they use listen, we're technology. here in New York. Yeah. Right? How many how many Wait a minute. Oh, I've heard you say that like the Patriots should forfeit their title. No, for I've their never cheating. said they should forfeit their title. My thing with the Patriots is baseball players coaches are losing their jobs over this and probably rightfully so okay so the patriots get caught cheating and tom brady and bill belichick are still regarded as the the best ever well they are but why because they are okay so now why is it okay for baseball to come down on these guys and fire them and and have apologies and all this shit and belichick gets caught cheating and it's still Oh, well, well, it's Belichick. He's the best ever. Well, I mean, that's just, you, that's incumbent on whatever the, the commissioners of the leagues decide to do. But I don't think it's baseball. I don't think it's well, right. well, also, baseball has a precedent of being very harsh on people who cheat or do nefarious things in the, their league. Right. And so I, they and have I think to follow. Bullshit. No, it's not bullshit. They have to follow the precedent of what's been set by their, their league. And their their sport. I just don't. I just don't. See I mean, they how... ban. Then they ban. They ban people all the time. No one gets banned in the NFL or banished. Which, which is it's okay. A Rod, yeah, was completely bashed and suspended for a season for. Well, so it's like Jim Braun, right? Well, or, or, I'm just or taking, Ryan Braun. I'm just picking okay. names out now. So like, okay, now let's go to the NFL. Sean Merriman at yeah. the time was a top a top defensive player. He gets suspended four games for steroids, and all we heard those four weeks was, well, when this guy gets back, it's going to be a huge lift for their defense, and he's such a great talent, and because he's a difference maker, but he was a, he was a cheater. Like I said before, that is not the, the, the precedent that the NFL has is so much different than what the MLB has done. I because, just don't think it's because fair. Because it, well, it's not that it's not fair. It's just that they're completely different worlds. You have a league. That has been around since, what, the 1800s? Yeah. Punishment was much harsher in the 1800s than it was today in, in terms of sports. NFL's brand new. So they, had their, they have the opportunity to treat their players and react to what has happened in a different light. And that precedent has now been set. If you do certain things in the NFL... You know what your punishment is probably going it's to probably be. Probably going to be a four-game suspension. It, okay, or but you can't. Like that. It's not stupid. It's just the way it's done in the NFL. Well, I just, I just don't. Because like... guess what? Also, if you if you take the MLB route and you ban these people that are such a big draw, that's absurd. Well, I'm not even. I'm not even talking about from the league standpoint. I'm talking about. But they're from also trying a to fan say... standpoint. Okay. Well. So if we would have went back last year and we would have asked most fans about AJ Hinch, he probably would have <laughs> been regarded as a a top two or three coach in baseball. Okay. And when you ask any fan about football, it's always Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick. But they both cheated. And I'm not, now listen, this is, like I said, I'm not talking about from the league standpoint. Because I get what you're saying, and you're right. There's different precedents set in both leagues. But I don't understand why, on one hand, this guy's a cheater, and he should be banned, and he should be kicked out of baseball and suspended for X amount of years or games. And then you look at football, and it's Belichick, and it just stops with him. He's the greatest ever, and it's all the praise. Well, I think it's also different because the the dynamics of the sport are a lot different. I mean, cheating in baseball, I think, is a lot worse than cheating but in why? football. Well, because you still have to. It's football is so much more complicated than baseball. I mean, okay. I, I I said this before as like a bash on baseball to you is that at any given time, three people are doing something. Everyone else is standing around. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's not really that easy to cheat in baseball. So when you do, it's that. it's a hell of a lot more egregious, I but think. But if you look back in, at the interview, and, and I know I keep saying Belichick, just because I think the I think the Spygate and the Astros are very similar in, in the way they use the cameras. That's the only reason I keep bringing that up. Yeah. You look back at the interview with Marshall Falk from when the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, and... He said that the Rams ran five or six plays that they had never run before in any game situation. And they lined up in these formations, and the Patriots knew exactly how to be lined up to defend these plays. 
Well, I think that's actually. I mean, I I think I commend the Patriots for that. <laughs> Why they cheated? It's so much harder to cheat in the NFL. What? They cheated. Yeah, but you know what? You gotta respect. <laughs> you gotta you tip your hat to that type of cheat. The also, camera. number one, you gotta. Res- First of all, number one, Marshall Falk, all due respect to him, but all he's doing is speculating. You have no proof well, that the Marshall. Patriots cheated you in any type of No. Let me let me ask you a question. When yeah. did he fucking say that? Probably after they got caught cheating, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay, obviously. I can well, say, this only came out uh, about he could the co- Listen, he could come out and caught. say they lined up against us in every single play. And then what, do you, what's the, what are you trying to say there? They cheated they the cheated. whole fucking thing? No. He came out and said, he should have said that shit. If he was a brave man, he should have said that shit before they got caught with their hand, with their hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> well, right? right? Listen, they cheated. So don't give me that the bullshit. The Astros cheated. And it's also, he could have been a man who was just trying to, like you said before, you're talking about people who are trying to capitalize on terrible situations. They so, get caught cheating. You, you open it up to anybody who could just opportunistically say, oh, they cheated when I played them. Like, well, come on. Well, listen, the, the Patriots are known but, cheaters. But also, and now the Astros are going to be known as cheaters. The, the Yankees implica- are cheaters. The implications of cheating in the MLB are so much more impactful than the NFL. Sean Merriman can make a difference in a game, but he's gonna—he's not going to be the difference in the game. Yeah, well. But when, when Altuve has a much higher batting average at home and wins you baseball games with his bat— Okay, that's but now, different. But now you look at that, and in that 2017 run, he was a great hitter on the road too. No, but it was ridiculously different. Well, it was absurdly listen, different. He's a great like he was, regardless. he was hitting like 297 on the road, and he was hitting like 450 See, at home, me, I, which is crazy. Being somebody who who played baseball, I don't think you shouldn't be able to cheat that way. You shouldn't be able to steal signs and make it so blatant because if you're getting your signs stolen. That's as much on you, correct? As as the person who's stealing the signs, it, you could change your signs so many different ways to call one pitch, and if you're getting your sign stolen, you're an idiot. <laughs> Plain and simple. If you speculate that somebody's stealing your signs and you're letting it happen, you're an idiot. Well, there you go. And now I just want to ask you, go ahead, real quick. AJ Hinch released a statement in ba- to whoever he released it to. Yeah. And I want to know if you buy it or, I'll or, hear you, it or you're calling bullshit on it. Let me hear it. He said, as a leader and a major league manager, it is my responsibility to lead players and staff with integrity that represents the game in the best possible way. While the evidence consistently showed that I did not endorse particip- participate in the stealing of the uh, signs, I failed to stop them, and I am deeply sorry. Do you buy that or is it bullshit? <laughs> Well, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, he admits it. <laughs> he admits it, and but he's also trying to do it with class. <laughs> but do you think? Do you, do you Give think him a lot of credit. He's sorry, or is he sorry that he got caught? Oh, he's sorry that he got caught. So you, so you think his apology is bullshit? I don't think it's bullshit. I think he's just, I think he's just explaining himself. You know, I, I think, uh, I think it's. But then again, you bullshit. can't. It's funny because you, you know, in the beginning of this conversation, you were so critical of 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 this man and, and, and how the, this this is and yet in the same light you're like if if you get if you can't adjust to your signs getting stolen you're an idiot because no so adjust. I, was, I was critical because like i brought up the belichick and the aj hinch i don't think that's fair from a fan standpoint but on the other hand if if you can't adjust to your signs getting stolen <laughs> then i don't know what to tell you i'm right, running out of time here vin so before we finish for the day you have something to say about the mets I don't even know where to start. Because you only now, have about now, 30 seconds. Because okay. now this is the, the anger part of me. Because the Wilpons, they're the biggest, the, they're the biggest asshole owners oh of any team that I root <laughs> for and, and pretty much that I could think of right now. I mean, they now. got caught in a Ponzi scheme. The, they, they sell the team to this guy, Steve Cohen. They agree to it. And then it's like selling your house. It's like you selling your house to me. Yeah. But me telling you, uh, you could live here for five years. Or you telling me. No, I'm living here for five years. And I'm saying, what are you talking about? I just bought the house. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. It's it's ridiculous. Listen, you bought the team. If I'm Steve Cohen and I'm giving you $2.6 billion, pack your shit and get out. It's a lot of money, Because too. now I own the team. What do you mean you want to you wanna say and well, we run the team? No. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. It, it's it's ridiculous. And, and, I, it, and it's a missed it opportunity. It makes me hate the Wilpons even more than I did before. 
So, uh, so if you could put a a number on how much you hated them before and now how much you hate on them on a scale before. of what one to ten on a scale of one to a million, I would say I was at a million before. Now I'm probably at a million and a half. Jesus Christ, that's a whole I hate them. whole five hundred thousand more hate. Yeah, because they they screw this fan base and and it's just ridiculous, man. Fuck Hold the Wilpons and fuck it. He's, he took his headphones off. He's leaving. All right. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, you don't have to put him back on. I'm just going to end the show. You okay? I'm, I'm frustrated as a Mets fan. All right. Well, I don't want you to trash the, the studio. This is my house. So anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Hot Ham Sports Network show, episode number two. We really hope you enjoyed it. Sorry that all we talked about was the XFL. But nonetheless, um, go catch one of the games, and we'll catch you uh, next week or the following. We don't know. Hopefully next week. All right. We'll see you guys. Take care.